This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, September 27th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioya, and joining me, we got OK Beasts. Alex Van Aken. Alex, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alex, how, so. you, how you doing? I'm doing good, dude. Thanks doing so good? much for having me. Dude, I mean, thanks for being here, man. You could have had Adam Sessler. You could have had all these other people. Yeah, dude. You wasted Jeff a Keeley. slot on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, cool, it's, it's, it's great to have you here because, of course, you're with me on OK Beast. Yes. Um, OK Beast is a website uh, where we cover video games a lot, a lot like Kind of Funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. do podcasts, videos, and articles. For you, what's your what's like the quick pitch that you would give to people on OK Beast for them to check it out? Sure. Uh, so OK Beast, uh, you can find us at OKBeast.com. Like Blessing said, we do podcasts. I think our flagship show would be the uh, OK Beast podcast. Yeah. It comes out every Monday. Yep. Uh, we do, that's hosted by you. Yeah, hosted by me. Yep. Uh, we have the Jump Master Show, which is our the number one a- Apex Legends podcast. Can we confirm that? Do we know? Oh, oh, when was yeah. the last time we checked? Oh, it's confirmed. Okay. It's confirmed. Confirmed by... By me. Okay. I trust you. <laughs> we, we have a team on the ground confirming these facts. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, but that is hosted by uh, One Blessing. Uh, yep. And then uh, we also do videos over at YouTube.com slash OKBeast. If you um, like more in-depth dives into videos, we, we try to do our best at uh, bringing some creative videos your way, uh, video essays, analysis, opinions, mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say that's OK Beast in a nutshell. Yeah, and I definitely recommend people check out the OK Beast podcast. Uh, it's one of the, f- the f- most fun things I do uh, every single week. I really enjoy it. And I think um, from what I've heard from people, like lately especially, like people have really uh, enjoyed what we've, what we've brought to that <laughs> show. It's a very goofy, very is, like weird, very strange uh, video game podcast because yeah. it's very much us just bringing our own humor to it. Um, but yeah, definitely check out OK Beast podcast. Um, and on the OK Beast podcast... Every episode, I usually start off by asking you mm-hmm. a strange question. You do, you do, or a risky question. Yeah, or just the any tables question. are turned today, though, because you're hosting. I am so hosting, but that's not going to stop me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's not going to stop me. Alex Van Aken. Yes. Who's your favorite member of Kind of Funny? Oh, I mean, Barrett did buy me McDonald's this morning. Yeah, so that's fair. That's that's kind of putting him up there. That's fair. And he also listens to the OK Beast podcast. It's one of the few uh, podcasts I actually listen to weekly. There you yeah, go. There you so, go. I mean, right now, the, the cards are stacked in Barrett's favor, I yeah. think. Fair. Um, quick <laughs> question, guys. Yeah. Uh, if someone wanted to support OK Beast, where would they go to do that? You can go to patreon.com slash OK Beast uh, to support OK Beast monetarily. Uh, and also, you can go there to even check out like more of the stuff we're doing. We have mm-hmm. an exclusive podcast there called Stir Fry, yep. which is our non-gaming show. It's our general yep. chat show mm. where we just goof off and talk about whatever. Nice. And that's for $1 over on patreon.com slash OK Beast. There um, you go. But enough about us. Let's get into the show. So today's stories include a new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order trailer, an update on The Last of Us Part 2 multiplayer, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at, uh, at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash Games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash 
you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free. A few things for housekeeping. If it's Wednesday, uh, it is not Wednesday. Sorry. <laughs> I included a thing on the doc that I shouldn't have included on the doc. Um, thank you to our Patreon producers, patreon.com slash games, Blackjack, and Muhammad Muhammad. Today we're brought to you by Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. Uh, for now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Okay, Peacemakers does it! Hey, and it's, we're starting off with a brand new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order trailer that just mm. dropped. Um, this comes from Engadget's uh, Igor B. I, I abbreviated it because I would butcher the mess out of their last name. So I'm, I'm calling you Igor B uh, for the time being. It reads, after providing an extended gameplay look at Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order earlier this year, EA and Respawn have released a new story-focused trailer for their upcoming action-adventure game. The trailer opens with Cal Kestis, the game's protagonist, escaping uh, from Second Sister, one of the Imperial Inquisitors tasked with hunting down the last of the Jedi. Mm. Cal is saved by Seer Junda, a Jedi Knight in hiding. Um, and Barrett's pulled up the trailer here if you're watching on video. Alex, me and you have both seen the trailer. Yeah, I've watched it several times over. Number one, Cal looks exactly like Archie Anders from Riverdale. but He does. <laughs> Besides that. plays uh, Joker in uh, Gotham, right? Uh, is it really? I, I think it is. Yeah. I haven't seen Gotham. Yeah, I haven't watched Gotham. Interesting. Um, what's the name of, the, of this lady right here? Oh, can you pause? Actually, go back two seconds. Uh, is that... Sarah Junda. Is that who that is? I believe so. Somebody in one of the YouTube comments said that she looks like Marge from Simpsons Hit and Run. Do you, do, am I the only one that sees that? Do you uh, guys see it? I see it. You see it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This wow. trailer look, looks really good. It does. It yeah. looks, um, you know, I was telling you in the car on the way over here that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is one of those games that it was announced. It's like, oh, let's go. Like, excitement. You know, we haven't had, uh, we, we had Battlefront 2, mm. um, and then we had... Um, way back we had um, Force Unleashed, you know. Yes. As far as like single player Star Wars games, mm -hmm. we we there've been few and far between, and so this one is like just like for me the the hype just keeps growing and yeah. it's almost like it's like a silent hype. It's like you kind of I have forgotten about the game at times, but every time I see a trailer, it's like it pulls me back in, you know. Yeah, and like I think this is the first trailer uh, for this game that I've watched and. I'm actually like very excited for what this game is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw the E3 footage and I've seen like the extended gameplay look and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like watching both of those had me looking forward to the game, but they didn't necessarily have me like, oh, let's go. I'm ready for this. But yeah, like yeah. looking at this action right here, right? Whether that is gameplay or cutscene, that looks fantastic. The boss fights look fantastic. Mm -hmm, the cutscenes mm -hmm. look fantastic. Um, I know the gameplay from uh, back at E3 uh, made it seem like a more linear, slow plotting like almost like a dark souls or like a Sekiro shadows die twice because they had like the grappling hook and stuff they made it come off like it was going to be more of that type of experience but like even in this trailer and from what we've heard mm -hmm. right like it, it seems like it's going to be a bit more open in terms of going back to your ship and yep. flying to different planets there's a scene in this trailer where it looks like it looks you like you can select what, from the planets almost. yeah you can yeah. see what planet you want to go to uh and, and fly there i think like all of the uh the environmental puzzles that they're teasing like with how you interact with the environment with your force powers that's really exciting for me mm -hmm. like it's, it's just something to break up not the monotony but like you know you're, you're doing more than just 
you know, getting in fights. Yeah, right? you're doing more than just like the linear, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to walk down this corridor. I'm going to fight some more. Yeah, I'm gonna smash walk down X, this like whatever. Yeah, smash X, heal. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it seems way more uh, involved and... I don't know. I'm very much looking forward to this game. EJ writes in and says, you know, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order looks good, but I'm still on the fence about the game. I was thinking why why this is, and then I realized, oh, it's EA. It's a first one for it's a first for me to be uh, hesitant about a game because of a publisher, just because I don't know what shady shit they will try to pull post launch. Mm. Maybe the game will be four hours long, uh, which personally I don't mind. I'm not a person that believes a sixty dollars game should be at least fifteen hours, um, and anything under that uh, is a waste. But I feel like EA will do something shady post launch. There is a trend to add loot boxes to games two to three months after launch. I can't help shake the feeling. EA will put a lot of cool shit in this game after launch and it will be uh randomized and so ej here thinks that uh that this game being in the hands of ea is probably going to mean that post-launch we could very well see some uh microtrans microtransactions and, and loot boxes and that stuff not implemented well yeah. in this game as we've seen before in, like, Star uh, especially Wars in star wars 2. games yeah uh, battlefront 2 was you know uh was kind of a mess at launch and i believe that they went back and like changed a lot of how that those systems work in battlefront 2 from from recollection mm-hmm. um but yeah, I don't know. It, I think single player games like we've definitely seen uh, stuff like Shadow of War. Uh, wasn't weren't there some interesting yeah, choices there behind some, that? In, I didn't play it, it. It really depends on who you ask because okay, like okay. you know some people will be like yeah the the uh, microtransaction stuff in that game didn't hinder the experience much, but then other people will very well tell you that the end game of that game was like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm. I, I definitely I definitely understand the hesitation. I think that's totally um in your right to do i'm not so hesitant uh i, I feel like um who is it, ej yeah they referenced the apex uh legends during yeah for people so, who aren't aware they yeah. there was an, something called the iron crown collection event and uh essentially there was a very rare item locked behind a series of loot boxes that you had to purchase and i believe that if you added all of it up all the the, the cost up plus the purchase of the actual item you're trying to unlock it was like mm. over two hundred dollars um, I, I think in that case there was some, there was definitely some some right some some rightful backlash. I think as far as like, hey, this isn't cool. But yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, to me, it wasn't the biggest deal because it was cosmetics, mm-hmm. and and I think those are those are a totally optional way to play a game. Yeah, uh, and maybe maybe that's like maybe those work their way into Fallen Order. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, to finish it, to finish EJ's question here, right, he he continues to write, um, I know it's a respawn, I know it's respawn making it, mm-hmm. um, and they said that stuff won't be in the game, but hey, Apex Legends, $150 loot boxes happened, and as a Call of Duty, as the Call of Duty developer said about their PS4 exclusive deal, uh, quote, some things are above our pay grade. So, uh, in the end, EA will have final say on what goes into Fallen Order. And, sure. Yeah, I think I, I definitely understand the fear here and i think like i feel similar ways in terms of the fact that like i'm really excited about star wars Jedi fallen order especially after watching this trailer right like yeah, this me too. like all this appeals to me like i really enjoy star wars games mm-hmm. um or at least some star wars games like, i didn't really <laughs> enjoy the last uh, the last couple battlefronts sure, but sure. you know you o- like the franchise though yeah like og yeah. battlefront on ps2 like battlefront oh, 2 one of the greatest Ooh, games man. of all time thank you yeah star yeah. wars battlefront 2 is, is for sure in my top like uh, top 30 for me yeah, yeah um and you know i want i really want this game to be good and i really want to love this game and i expect like this game is being developed by respawn mm-hmm. and respawn put out apex legends 
wonderful, fantastic game, right? They also put out Titanfall 2, wonderful, fantastic game, right? And so, yeah. like, you know... I think there's also a difference in a, in a live service game and a single-player game as far as, mm -hmm. you know, with a, with a game that is ongoing, constantly being updated, something like Apex, uh, there, there's more opportunity for that sort of stuff to to kind of come to head right yeah whereas with something that is you know more single player i feel like yeah sure they could they could patch it but uh if there's if they're saying that that stuff isn't in the game uh i want to believe them you know what i mean i want to but in, in <laughs> this is one of those cases where like i think for me as a consumer mm -hmm. i'm probably gonna wait for reviews i'm yeah, gonna yeah. i'm probably going to wait for this game to come out and to actually get a clear idea of what this game is going to be yeah um because like history has kind of presented like hi history tells me that yeah there could be some non-favorable uh microtransaction implementation into this game sure yeah i wouldn't put that past um uh this game for the for who the publisher is <laughs> yeah but at the same time right like knowing that it's respawn i'm 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 on kind of uh, torn. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, right, I'm pulling yeah. with uh, in between two places. Yeah, but uh, do you think you're you're probably gonna get Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, yes, I'm not sure if I will get it at launch just because the onslaught of games. Like, there's a lot of games coming out. The yeah. week before that, or two weeks before that, we're getting uh, the Outer Worlds. Then we're getting oh yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, somewhere in there is there's Doom Death Eternal Stranding. somewhere. Yeah, Doom Death, Eternal, yeah. Death Stranding, and this. It's a busy fall, man. Yeah, I I want to get it. I'm just not sure. If, Sure. What if I have one? If I have the time mm -hmm. to, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Are you a Star Wars person? Yes. Yes. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not like Barrett level Star Wars, where you know he's watching the, the Star Wars Rebels mm -hmm. and and all this stuff, and he yeah. reads the book. That's not me. I, I am more so. I grew up on Star Wars, the the, the original trilogy, so I have like fandom there. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like extracurricular. Um, Universal stuff in the franchise. It's it's not necessarily my forte, but I'm I'm very excited for a new Star Wars game. Barrett, so, you've seen the trailer. Yeah. How do you feel about the story elements from this trailer? Do you like? Have you been following with following uh, what's been going on in the story and the narrative of this game? I mean, like I, I the obvious one is like uh, it's a couple years after Episode Three, so that that's really interesting because there's such a big gap there, mm -hmm. and I think. The only like two like canon movies that we've had so far that take place in between episode three and, and four are Solo and Rogue One, mm. and neither of those really deal with like the like the Jedi side of things. It's like okay. about Han Solo, and then it's, then it's about the rebellions who aren't uh, uh, Force users and whatnot. So th this is really interesting to have a story closer to Revenge of the Sith, and where Jedi are being hunted down and whatnot. And uh, I didn't realize that uh, it was the second sister who is hunting down the i forget the lead characters uh cal uh, cal like i didn't realize that that was an inquisitor which the mm -hmm. inquisitors are uh like a big story element in rebels i think in a season or two or, or maybe the entire series it's been a minute uh but yeah i'm to be fair i'm not that i'm not like <laughs> i'm that. sorry i'm sorry i put that on you <laughs> i'm not like reading like the comic books or like uh, oh, like okay. books or, or what like i'm very much like <laughs> I love the movies. I um, like finally caught up on the Canon TV series like okay. last year, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, like I, I like the video games, whether they're Canon still or not. Like uh, I really liked Force Unleashed and shit like that. So okay, I'm cool. I'm really excited to see finally like a, a story in Canon because Force Unleashed is now no longer Canon, I believe, of like something in between episode three and four because there's so much like interesting story of jedis being on the run like one of my ba favorite 
when I did read the books uh, back, <laughs> way back when, when I was in middle school, there was a really interesting series. I don't know if it like lasted really long, but it was about Obi-Wan during this time trying to find other like Jedi who survived. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a really interesting concept. So story-wise, yeah, I'm all in. Awesome. When it comes to microtransactions, I don't like yeah because it's ea i could see it but again it's like one of those things where it is like a single player game so it's not like a pay to win over someone else it's like a uh it reminds me of the assassin's creed odyssey thing where they had like the little microtransactions of like uh xp boosts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which i like i don't really like care if that's like how you want to like play experience and play your game like that like I think that's fine. If, if they add cosmetics, like, that's totally, like, up to you and, like, on you. And I think, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so mm. I'm excited. Number two, there's an update on The Last of Us Part Two's multiplayer. And this comes directly from Naughty Dog's Twitter. They tweeted out, like, an image with a bunch of text. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it reads... We wanted to address multiplayer in The Last of Us Part 2. As we've stated, the single-player campaign is far and away the most ambitious project Naughty Dog has ever undertaken. Likewise, as development began on the evolution of our factions mode, and factions, if you're unfamiliar, is their multiplayer mode, Mm -hmm. our factions mode from Last of Us Part 1, the vision of the team grew beyond an additional mode that could be included with our enormous single-player campaign. Wanting to support both visions, we made the difficult choice that The Last of Us Part Two would not include an online mode. However, you will, you will eventually experience the fruits of our team's online ambition, but not as part of, of The Last of Us Part Two. When and where it will be fully realized, sorry, it will be realized is still uh, to be determined, but rest assured, we are as big a fan of factions as the rest of our community and, excited, and are excited to share more when it's ready. Naughty Dog. Okay. How do you feel about that, Alex? Because I know, like me and you, played factions together mm-hmm. on uh, we did. the Last of Us Part One a little bit, uh, and I I really enjoyed it. I think you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorite games is Gears of War, mm. and I felt like uh, factions did. I almost said fractions. This isn't a math game. Uh, factions. You do you do a lot of dividing though. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it, it's a it's a mode wherein like I think you mentioned yesterday on the show where you can you can listen. And, and use those kind of mechanics from mm-hmm. the last of a single player game, but the, I love the the format of it, wherein I believe it's uh, it's one kill and you're you're out of the round, right? Like yeah, if, if you get the, killed, you're out of the in round. In the survivor mode, yeah. Yeah, I love that, um, and and that that ties back to my love for gears. But mm-hmm. um, this is very exciting to me because I was definitely one of those people. I know that there's been you know discourse online about like, oh, you know, it, it doesn't really need multiplayer. I, I think a lot of us do enjoy the last of us multiplayer though like you said yeah and i don't know I, i'm really excited <laughs> yeah uh frankfurter writes in and says good morning blessing and alex yesterday you and pair had a good discussion about the fate of online multiplayer for the mm-hmm. last of us part two uh and its future possibilities there was also a good discussion on the subreddit about how uh, the best friends felt later that day naughty dog released a statement that we will eventually see an online mode slash game of some sort but that it may not be The Last of Us related. Do you think multiplayer will be added onto The Last of Us 2 after release, or will we see, or will we see some sort of uh, new IP from Naughty Dog that will introduce a Last of Us-esque multiplayer with, uh, with other modes? Inter- interested on what you think will happen. Thanks again for all you do, Frank Furter. I have a question for you. Yeah. How integral is the lore and the characters of Last of Us to the factions multiplayer. Not 
not really. Like, like is anybody because, out there like, oh, I just I'm playing as Joel. Let's do yeah. this. And like, like, a lot of times you're playing as side characters, right? Well, no, you're playing as like unnamed. Survivors, okay, that's what it was. Essentially, okay. yeah, you're not playing as any of the characters. Okay, there you go. Which I think you, I think you do in the Uncharted multiplayer. I've not played much of the you Uncharted do, multiplayer. You do play yeah, as like named characters. Four, yeah, it was like yeah, you know, unlocking named characters. And, and, and that's the thing, like in the Last of Us multiplayer, right? Like the characters aren't integral, really. The story isn't integral. The world is kind of integral. It is. It is. But it's not like you can't take those same mechanics and put them into a different world or like make make like a different story around what's going on there like it could even still be post-apocalyptic but maybe not in the last of us maybe it is yeah. like a different type of apocalypse and I, I don't mean i don't mean to bring the game up so much but mm. apex we saw yeah. respawn take the titanfall 2 engine yeah and make it into a new ip yeah that is and it's that still, is it's still part in of the, the universe yeah it's still in the titanfall world right mm-hmm. and i i feel like that's worked out swimmingly for for apex yeah uh, for respawn but I would love to see something like that and give them a chance to expand their portfolio. And, and yeah, maybe it's tied into the world. Maybe it's not. But I, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, the, the, the main mechanics uh, and main systems of that multiplayer mode. Crafting, the, the one shot, mm-hmm. one kill. So, or not the one shot, one kill. The, the one death, at, yeah, you're, you're out. You're that, killed, you're done. Down and out, yeah. yeah. Uh, those sort of things, I think, are what make that experience so fun. And so mm-hmm. I feel like they could get really creative. And yeah, maybe it is The Last of Us universe, but... Um, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it could be bigger than just a multiplayer mode if they do yeah. it right. You know what I mean? Because like looking back at this last paragraph they write, right? They say, however, you will eventually experience the fruits of our team's online ambition, mm-hmm. but not as part of The Last of Us Part 2. When and where it will be uh, realized is still, uh, still to be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, but rest assured, we are as big of a fan of factions as the rest of our community and are excited to share when it's ready. No- nothing about that tells me that this is going to be the last was yeah yeah right? I very think it, was, it was very like non-committal as far as yeah as far as like goes. what ip or what the, the the game might be um i think that's exciting i i also think it's exciting especially for um talking to pair yesterday on this show mm-hmm. um he actually like floated the idea that i, I didn't think about uh, the fact that like this console generation is almost over yeah right you imagine yeah. the ps5 comes out next fall and so you know what's the point of releasing a multiplayer game um, if it's gonna die off, if it's going to die off in a year, right? The next wave, and yeah. you imagine like Last of Us Part Two, um, whether it is through backwards compatibility or a, a re-release of some kind, right, is going to make its way onto PS Five. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, like you know, it could be a thing where they package it with that, right? They package yeah. it in the Last of Us, Last of Us Part Two, or it could be a thing of like, yeah, like when we release Last of Us Part Two, we re- we do that, and then maybe a year or two later, we release whatever this multiplayer thing is going to be that takes mm-hmm. the heart and soul of the Last pa- Last of Us Part Two factions mode. Um, I think, I mean, either way, I'm pretty down for My one fear would be the fact that, like, you know, you talk. we talk about Apex Legends and, and compare it to that, right? Apex Legends is a free-to-play game. Yeah. Um, yep. And one of the issues I did have with The Last of Us Part 1's multiplayer mode was the fact pay that, to like... Win. Yeah, it was and a little... there were some aspects of that, Yeah, sure. it was. there were a little bit of uh, the pay-to-win elements. There was a shotgun, specifically, that yeah. I remember just being frustrated yeah. by because the, yeah. the shotgun wild. would destroy <laughs> me. You um, can see them, like, coming. You're like, oh, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I don't know how much... I, I have faith in Naughty Dog as a you know storyteller and sure, a developer yeah. of single player games, right? And I mean they do good good job with multiplayer too, but I don't know how much faith I have in them as far as like making a games as a service. If that is what a multiplayer focused thing is yeah. going to be from them, I think also like this wave of games as service titles really kind of got started after the Last of Us released. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2013. I feel like if I'm not mistaken, like that wave kind of started with like Destiny and like 20, I think it was 2014. Yeah, that was like definitely a big like splash. That was a big, yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like we've come a long way and, and I think like the industry uh, and community has has been very outspoken about expectations now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think they they are, I think they can certainly learn from what they did in the first game. Like I, yeah. I, I'm not really too worried about that, honestly. But 
Number three, there is a weird Pokemon Sword and Shield live stream announced for next week. This comes from Kevin Nezevic over on GameSpot. Uh, it reads Power Sword, or sorry, Power Pokemon Sword. I don't know where I got Power Sword. Power from. Sword, dude. Power Sword sounds that like sounds an awesome, awesome weapon. Yeah, <laughs> Pokemon Sword and Shield are less than two months away, uh, and the Pokemon Company is hosting another live stream ahead of the game's launch. The next one is scheduled to begin fr- uh, next Friday, October fourth, but it will be a little different from previous streams. Beginning at mm. six a.m. Uh, Pacific time and nine a.m. Eastern time, the Pokemon Company will broadcast twenty-four hours of quote live footage from Glimwood Tangle, a forest area. Area in the Galar region. The stream is presented as research being conducted by Sonya, the Professor Magnolia's assistant and granddaughter, to observe uh, Pokemon in their natural habitat. Um, I don't know if you've been following Pokemon at all. Um, I, I have. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. It's been. Yeah. I'm one of those people. I don't like seeing the Pokemon. I know they like, they love to reveal those. Yeah. I don't want to know the Pokemon that are in the game. I'm definitely one of those people who. And I, it's been a. Let me clarify for people who who aren't aware. It's been a long time since I've played a Pokemon game yeah. like this, and so Same. I'm very much going into it like with I, I want to try to rekindle that excitement that I had as a kid mm-hmm. <laughs> and not know what is in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people love to know that, so it's totally cool. But I have kind of been I've taken a step back as far as like the coverage goes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm wondering how they're going to do a 24 hour stream. Yeah, that's the thing. From like, one zone. Yeah, I'm like, do you? How- it's like, and here's this. You have 24 <laughs> hours worth of like content to show. Here is my prediction because okay. it, this is the area I believe where like you can just see kind of Pokemon roaming free and shit, right? Mm. I wonder if it's not them playing the game. Like, I wonder if it's just like a character <laughs> hanging out like, and you just like it's like, like a 24 hour like kind of like loop the ambient l- 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 like, like a loop, a, but like a like you're a just time watching, lapse in a way. Yeah, or like yeah, watching these Pokemon word, just yeah. exist in their environment. Yeah, that could that would be very creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah and especially like if. Like the systems that they have at play in this game, like support that sort of thing, right? Mm. Like if this is the type of Pokemon game where it is like, yeah, hang out and like watch these Pokemon like roam around and interact with each other and see like see like know, a wild Pikachu just murk like a Sobble or yeah, something. Yeah, right. Yeah, like <laughs> out of nowhere too. Yeah, like whoa. Like oh wow, survival of the fittest. Is we really see it in crimes on here. What's yeah, going on? Pokemon has changed. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I expect there to be new Pokemon reveals. I expect um, I, that's really all I can really say. I expect. I'm, I'm like you, where I haven't played. Um, Pokemon for a while. Like I haven't played. We played Let's Go. Yeah, we did play Let's Go. Pikachu but that was kind of like a different experience. I yeah, think. and that was like you know it's Pokemon Red. But yeah, uh, yeah. kind of that. Retra- like I haven't played a new Pokemon since probably like Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. Um, and I'm Same. really looking forward to this one. Um, mainly because I am ready to like get back into it. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know this stuff sounds interesting. Um, and yeah, just so you know, Pokemon fans, that's happening. Number four, Mario Kart Tour smashes records on day one. Hits ten point one million installs this comes from adam blacker on aptopia and it reads nintendo's mario kart tour launched yesterday racking up 10.1 million downloads globally this is record-breaking for mobile game launches on their launches super mario run uh the ios only launch generated 4.7 million downloads in pokemon go uh the previous record holder did about 6.7 million uh downloads and as an update from sensor tweet or sensor tower um they report that uh, Mario Kart Tour has actually been downloaded 20 million times That's as of wild. their time of uh, reporting. Man. Wow. <laughs> so on the way over here, I downloaded the game to try it out because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I knew it was coming. I, I didn't realize that it's kind of you're kind of like on rails mm-hmm. and you are, you're drifting back and forth. Uh, so as far as the game goes, I'm curious what the reception is going to be from yeah. 20 million players yeah. and what their expectations are. 
compared because I mean you look at you know Mario Kart Deluxe yeah uh, like on the Switch there's a game there right and like it yeah you, when you come to Mario Kart you come for like I imagine for the most part for the full experience and mm-hmm, I know that since mm-hmm. this is on mobile people will probably have those expectations kind of rolled back a sure bit. sure yeah yeah um but this is interesting especially because like I feel like from what I've been hearing and seeing from people a lot of people aren't really feeling the game but mm-hmm. it also it kind of reminds you of the launch of Pokemon Go a little bit because I know Pokemon Go at launch wasn't the best experience right because like there are a sure. lot of server issues uh, I know a lot of people were upset that like the battling wasn't there right I, I mm-hmm. like it wasn't trading like, wasn't there trading wasn't there right and yeah. like it, it felt underdeveloped for what you wanted it to be mm-hmm. for, for like a pokemon game that's supposed to like p- take place in real life and whatever yeah um this is kind of struck me a similar way of like oh yeah it's a, a mario kart game that from what i see because i've only played a little bit of it mm-hmm. so i don't want to critique like fully critique it myself and i can't yeah. really say same here, same here but like from what i've seen people say people aren't loving it um but i mean the game i mean Looking here, right, the article continues. Uh, it, it reads, Impressively, Mario Kart Tour has hit the number one overall rank uh, in the iOS app store in 93 countries. The game has a 4.7 rating on iOS and a 4.3 rating on Google Play. So maybe I'm just completely off in terms of how yeah, people feel. So yesterday, my brother texted me uh, hmm. to download the game. And I think there's also a misconception that I thought this game was multiplayer. We were in the car over here, mm-hmm. and I think uh, it seems like it, it might not be. Yeah, Tim was talking about this on Gamescast. Okay, that okay. like it seems like it's trying to trick you. Mm. Um, I think Greg looked this up, and yeah, the game isn't multiplayer, but it presents itself as being multiplayer. Yeah. Especially like it matches you with what looks like other players with their own usernames, mm. and like a lot of the usernames are like you know written in different uh, like maybe in Japanese characters or sure, like sure. you know some like weird like I forgot the bear did you say that there was a specific one I, I, one of the players I played against like yesterday or whatever was just like Gucci and it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> which so is like, like <laughs> Nintendo making up these like weird like mm. names or these like actual usernames that they're just putting on top of uh, like bots or whatever yeah it's confusing it's, it's a little shady it's weird yeah I don't know I don't know how I feel about that but I, I think I think it does it not being multiplayer for me personally saps a little bit of the appeal. Uh, from the game, but I mean, 20 million players is, is no joke. I, I think a lot of it, they were, at least on iOS, um, you, you could pre-order the game, mm-hmm. like pre-download it or, or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, pre- you could pre-order it, and then once it, once the game 4 a.m. or something, yeah. some early morning time hit, it would auto-download to mm-hmm. your phone, your iPhone. I think mm-hmm. that might play into how many downloads are on this, are, yeah. are, are I listed know, here. Like, I know Mario Kart is like a super popular game in general, right? And so the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. like, you know, you're putting you're putting what is already a, a game that is going to um, uh, sell like crazy onto yeah. a wider platform as far as install base, right? Android and, and Apple, mm-hmm. right? Like, I it is a, it is a recipe for you know <laughs> blowing up. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, uh, just to continue the article uh, a little bit because I think there's some interesting tidbits here. Uh, uh, they write, "How does it monetize?" Here's the quick and dirty: ads, no; in-app purchases, yes; purchase characters, carts, gliders, loot boxes, etc. Subscriptions, yes. A four ninety nine uh, a month gold pass uh, with, uh, and they have a free two week trial, uh, which unlocks the extra fast two hundred two hundred CC mode. Obtain additional in game rewards from racing and gain access to bonus goals and exclusive um, bonus goals exclusive to gold pass holders. Um, mm. And so I'm in, I'm interested to see what the numbers will be as far as like you know sales numbers for this yeah. game, right? Yeah. Like what these. Uh, microtransactions and the gold memberships and stuff like what that pans out to, mm-hmm. um, if or gold pass. Um, I, I'm I'm curious. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, it's yeah. still very fresh. So it's fresh. Yeah. Next and, week I'm very curious. And we were talking on an earlier episode about like 
Nintendo not necessarily having like the best um, run with their mobile efforts. Yeah. And so this might be a, a, a win despite like mixed reception. Yeah, I don't know. The game. I don't know. Number five, Capybara Games co-founder Nathan Vela is leaving the studio after 16 years. And this comes from Alyssa uh, McAloon on Gamasutra. Uh, Alyssa writes, Nathan Vela, one of, the co- uh, one of the founding devs behind Below Developer Capybara Games, is departing the Canadian studio he helped found back in 2003. Vela made the announcement on Twitter earlier today, uh, sharing that the shift will ultimately see him departing both Capy and the city of Toronto for a position at a yet unnamed game company game company uh quote i'm so proud of what this team has accomplished and i've been so damn lucky to work alongside some of the best most talented most caring humans in game dev writes vela quote uh cappy's in an amazing spot these days i'm certain their best work is yet to come it'll be sad to watch from afar but i'll i'll always be cappy's biggest fan huge thanks to the team old and new for trusting and helping me same to our many great partners and friends. It's been an honor, end quote. Uh, you like a lot of Capybara games, right? I do. Sword and Sorcery, um, Super Time Force. They mm. just put out Grindstone yeah. on Apple Arcade. That's really good. Uh, so I, I love Cappy games. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very curious where, where Nathan lands. Yeah. I, I assume if you're leaving, like, uh, Cappy is, is, you know, a well-known studio. And, yeah. And, uh, he built it, you know, he helped build that that legacy. So I feel like whatever is coming is going to be really big. Yeah. So um, that's exciting. Yeah. Good luck uh, to Nathan Vela. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm very curious on where he goes. And number six, our last news story, streamer with Cerebral Palsy gets huge follower boost from Borderlands 3 community. This comes from Jared Carvalho over on Game Rant. Uh, Jared writes, Twitch has done it again, going the extra mile to brighten the life of a disabled man during his Borderlands 3 stream. From multi-streamer charity events to the support of marginalized streamers, there is no limit to how wholesome the community within Twitch can be. The streamer in question goes by the moniker the underscore disabled underscore Tron, a reference to a cerebral cerebral palsy. And has been and has been streaming under the name for the past three years. While the underscore disabled underscore Tron has had marginal success over the years, giving him enough of a following to net one emote, um, a sign of having earned affiliate status. His Twitch following exploded overnight, reaching nearly seven thousand followers at the time of this writing. Oh, that's cool. And hopefully growing quickly. Uh, this new following comes from a Reddit post shouting out the disabled Tron. Uh, that's reached over 12,000 upvotes at the time of this writing. So, yeah, I included this new story because, like, I think it's always a good reminder that, like, g- the gaming ca- community, like, can be great, yeah, right? I think, yeah. like, especially being on the internet and being on social media and being on, like, like when you play, when you pay uh, close, attention to, uh, close attention to comments and what uh, a lot of people, like, I think Greg talks about the vocal minority all the time, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. There is a lot of negativity out there, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> especially is. like especially in the gaming community. And so, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like we need a reminder that like great things like this can happen, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, people, you know, go out there, support, you know, find somebody who who you want to support. Um, it looks like, uh, ooh, Barrett looks like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna finish. Okay, the, yeah, because yeah, okay. yeah, there's a there, there's breaking news. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, to wrap it up, right? You know, be good to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is an example of how to be good to people, right? Support streamers that you think deserve to be supported. Uh, go out there. Um, the underscore disabled love. underscore Tron, right? Yeah, on Twitch, if you want to find their channel and support yeah, them, right? That's super cool. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I guess I'm adding a, a seventh news story because oh! there's a. Uh, oh wait, really? Yo! Are you serious? 
It, it it dropped right when the show started. Dude, okay, go back to the go back to the tweet because oh, I want to read the tweet. So a number a seventh news story oh, yeah. um, comes from Apex Legends Twitter, and we're me and Alex are very excited about this because both of us really love Apex Legends. We have an Apex Legends podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, this tweet reads. Welcome to the world's edge, a new Apex Legends map <gasps> where molten heat and chemical ice collide. Join our cast of legends, including the newest legend, Crypto, on the dropship as, they, as they're whisked from Planet Solace toward, towards the world's edge on Planet Talos. Let's go! Let's freaking go, dude! <laughs> a new map? We, because like we didn't think this was gonna happen. No, we didn't. We thought this was, yeah. Like we thought maybe like next year. Yeah. All right. Whoa. Okay. So we're watching. uh, Barrett's pulled up the trailer for people that are watching on video. Um, it looks like it's a new. Mirage is sitting on a couch. Oh, they're on a ship together. It's a CG cinematic, and it looks like they're setting up what the story is going to be. All the heroes are together on the ship. Yeah. Um, man. I'm so excited, dude. Dude, that's awesome. Show me the map. Show me the map. They say, um, ice and molten. Ice and Molten, yeah. So there were leaks. Um, data miners had, had brought up that they thought it was going to be called uh, Fire and Ice, but it's called Molten. What is it called? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see it in a second. Yeah, we'll, we'll see it in a second. There's Crypto, the new hero. Crypto. And if you're unfamiliar, there was a, there was a, um, a CG trailer that came out earlier. Uh, I think la- either earlier this week or last week. It was last yeah. week because we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, where it kind of showed off. Um, Holy cow! Uh, it introduced the character of Crypto, who I believe like has a sister. Yeah. So like Crypto's backstory, it looks like his sister was kidnapped mm-hmm. or something like that, and oh, uh, Crypto is kind of getting revenge. So in the CG that we're watching right now, uh, the heroes just uh, dived out of their plane to land on this new map, right? And yeah, they there's have, water geysers they're shooting up from. Yeah. Frozen areas. Is frozen area the most area? This. Oh my gosh. Um. Also, they do a really great job with their cinematics. They do. For Apex they Legends. do. Fantastic it's like um, job, yeah. if you're if if you're not familiar, right? Um, Overwatch does also a similar thing mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. like, you know, for when they were they, whenever they introduce new heroes, they have a new CG uh, cinematic um, that they show off, right? And it's really good. Uh, they do a really good job of fleshing out the characters and making those great. Apex yeah. Legends kind of does a similar thing. They do different art styles. It's definitely a do. way different art style, right? Yeah. Um, but this is this is looking very exciting. Yeah, this is looking awesome. I think one of the things about King's Canyon, which is the current Apex Legends map, mm-hmm. is that uh, as far as like biomes go, it's a little one note. And this is almost like adopting uh, like a philosophy, like the, the Fortnite, right? It is, you have all sorts of different biomes on the map. Mm-hmm. And it's got every, every playthrough feels, I feel, I feel like very interesting. Like you can yeah. land in snow, in, in the desert. Uh, in the grassland, and this is very much kind of bringing that oh, vibe man. to season three for Apex yeah. Legends. Season three, you love to see it meltdown. meltdown. Yeah, and we, I think we were trying to figure out what meltdown meant, and yeah, now we know. Yep, uh, and that actually makes sense with the fire and ice. Yep, um, and that's coming October first for Apex Legends. Tuesday, fans. I believe, dude. But Alex I'm Van Aken, stoked, dude. Alex Van Aken, Tuesday uh, is so far away. It is. If I wanted to know what is coming to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily shows each and every weekday. Out today, we have The Adventures of Elena Temple for Xbox One, Tropical 6 for PS4 and Xbox One, mm. Code Vein for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, Fight in Rage for Xbox One, FIFA 20 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Ori in the Blind Forest Definitive Edition for Switch, yes. Mining Rail 2 for Xbox One and PC, Freedom Finger for Switch and PC, Memora for PC and Mac, Reign of Reflections for PC, 
Alcana for Rhythms Across the Blue for PC, Dragon Quest XI for, uh, for Switch, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 for Switch, Dragon Quest... For, are, are there just a bunch of Dragon Quest games coming yeah, to Switch on the same so. day? Yeah, it's like a bunch of uh, It's like a package games. or whatever. Uh, I don't know um, if Dragon, it's a Dragon package. Quest uh, and then Dragon Quest 2 and then Dragon yeah. Quest 3 all come to Switch. Uh, Car Mechanic Simulator Pocket Edition for Switch. <laughs> And dreaming or dreaming, dreaming canvas for Switch, Marshmallow Madness for PC, Nordlicht for PC and Mac, and Necrolepsy for PC. Um, deal of the day. Uh, there's a new. There's more PlayStation hits uh, that were revealed. Um, and if you're unfamiliar, right, PlayStation hits are essentially like the group of games that PlayStation kind of mm-hmm. um, curates, and all those games are for $20, right? And this list is great because uh, it ha- <clears throat> the list is Watch Dogs, uh, Rayman Legends, uh, Gran Turismo Sport, God of War, which that's, is a huge big, one yeah. for 20 bucks. That's awesome. That's a deal. Um, Uncharted Lost Legacy, The awesome. Crew, and Far Cry 4. Um, some of so, these are a little weird because I feel like some of them yeah, are kind of a mi- uh, Far Cry 4 I feel like I, I could get for 20 bucks or, or like maybe 15 bucks all in all though days. this is really cool all in all it's a great list especially yeah. with Uncharted Lost Legacy and God of War God of War especially because 20 bucks is a $20. steal for that game it, it really is um, let's see there's also another deal of the day coming from Wario 64 okay. it looks like there's a US USPSN flash sale which con- uh, which includes uh, Control uh, nice. and Control Deluxe Edition you can get Get control for forty-eight bucks, uh, forty-eight American dollars, uh, and the deluxe edition for uh, sixty-four American dollars. Um, Dirt Rally uh, looks like there's uh, the Yakuza Origins digital bundles on there too. So check that out. Go to Wario sixty-four on Twitter. Um, give them the click uh, and see all that is offered there. Nice. Uh, now it is time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash games where you can get uh, the show ad-free. Uh, and speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting to debt is easy. Getting out of debt is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest high interest credit card debt um i know uh when greg was first moving to san francisco um he had credit problems that could have been helped out with upstart um and you know look 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 where greg's at now right (laughs) he could be a lot greater if you had Upstart, come down here. Um, Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you are more than just your credit score. They believe in you, and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check out uh, to check your rate in just a few minutes. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day, over 300,000 300, people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Games, Alex. I'm still sweating from the Apex Legends, <laughs> dudes, man. I can't wait to play the new map. About it, yeah, dude, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. that's wild. October first, which it's is wild. so soon. It's awesome. Let's get into your questions. Arvel underscore Crynid um, writes in and says, "Hi, Blessing and Alex. 
first of all, uh, this has been an awesome week of content. Blessing, thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Arvo. I really appreciate that. You have um, done a great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Very good job. Um, now to my question. Today has been the release date of FIFA 20. Uh, to my knowledge, this is only the fifth game that EA has released for the Switch so far, next to Fae, Unravel 2, and FIFA 18 and 19. When I saw the cover of FIFA 20 today, I was shocked to see the label Legacy Edition, which means that only statistical updates and team, up team updates have been made uh, compared to last year's edition. Hmm. Given the fact that the Switch version is not based on the Frostbite engine as with the original version of the game, um, and that Frostbite hasn't been ported to, uh, to, to the Switch after two years, do you think that EA will ever support the Switch eventually within its life cycle? Thanks for, the, thanks for this great week, Arvel. What so, I remember about a month or two ago, there was yes. an article that came out. Uh, it was an interview with with a rep from EA, I believe. Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and they essentially said that they were not necessarily prioritizing the Switch because their like their audience would rather play their games yeah. on PS4 or yeah, Xbox PS4 or, or Xbox PC or, or yeah. whatever. Uh, other 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 platforms. Um and so I, I think that was very clear as to what their their priorities are, at least right now. Yeah. And like I I I remember hearing that quote and my mind being like or my heart being like that can't be true right like right, yeah, FIFA, yeah like fifa on the switch sounds like a thing that that, that should sell the sims on switch sounds like something that yes should especially sell. yeah yeah um and uh what what game was are we talking about up here uh oh, talking about fifa yes yeah, yeah. um and Faye and Unravel Unravel already on switch. but yeah. um i feel like sports game sports sports games on switch feel like something that 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 should sell well, but my mind tells me that like they probably have the numbers. Yeah, they, like they've probably like done the number crunching. Um, I, I feel like also sports games are really lend themselves to like couch co op sort of play, like yeah. playing with your buddies. And and granted, you can you can do all. Are of we that talking about sports games? Sports games, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't do know if I, agree? I don't you know don't agree? I, okay. I play a lot of online FIFA. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. But also, like, you know, there is a lot of potential there for Couch Camp. Like, yeah, and I say that because that's the only reason I ever play sports games. Yeah, and I mean, that's... A, that's I, I I think a lot of people get put onto sports games through, like, Couch Co-op. Yeah, going I remember, to buddy's house, playing Yeah, Madden, dude, because yeah. I remember in college, it was a huge thing to go over to the homie's house, and we, we played FIFA a lot. Okay. Like, FIFA was our thing that we did, right? <laughs> yeah. That, and then, like, eventually turns into fighting games and Mortal Kombat... Um, in Street Fighter, but I didn't play much Street Fighter because I was very bad at Street Fighter and Tekken and stuff. But like, you know, sports games, couch co-op in 2019. I don't know not what so it's much, like. Not so much. I mean, I don't know. It could like it could be a thing where it's still happening. Like I, every sure, now and sure. then, I'll have um, my uh, brother-in-law will you know invite people over uh, to hang out and play FIFA, right? And mm -hmm. so like I'm sure it's a thing that's still happening. I'm sure that like that's still a huge like. Uh, a a big way in which a lot of people play the game, but yeah, online. The prevalence sure, of online play is online is definitely like a thing that yeah. that that people do. Okay, yeah, um, and so like, I don't know if EA will ever go full fully in on the Switch. Um, I think they'll come around. That's my yeah? opinion. You think I, so? I mean, I I think the attach rate from what we've seen is like super high and like. There, there are. It's just like the Switch is constantly like having W's and like yeah, it is growing more like the, and more. The Switch audience is is, is only growing. Yeah, right? the Switch is selling like crazy. I think eventually you have to like look at that platform and say, okay, maybe there, maybe there is a way mm -hmm. to uh, bring our games in a smart way yeah. to the Switch. And I would like to think that that's the way EA thinks. But EA is such an interesting company because like they very much stick to like kind of what they do, yeah. right? Because like if you know, 
if I had to like play um uh which we call like armchair quarterback or whatever right mm-hmm. for EA, I'd be like, dude, like you know, make exclusive uh Switch games. If you don't, if you if you feel that porting these games to the Switch is just going to uh um uh put people off because like people rather play the other versions because they're the they're the better versions right then like you know do like some i don't know make nba street for the switch right oh or like gosh. do like you know that make some sort of like exclusive like That's switch great. titles yeah. because there's and, and make it from the ground up for the switch so that you don't have that problem of like you know an inferior version yeah I, I feel like there's you, something You got me there, very excited when you said NBA Street. But I don't think they're going to do that is <laughs> the thing. Like, I think there's something there, but I don't, think, I don't think that that's what EA... I don't think that's the way they think. Yeah, yeah. We can um, dream, though. We can dream, for sure. <laughs> BJ Bernardo writes in and says, Hi, y'all. I, for one, welcome our new OK Beast overlords. Uh, in blessing, great job this week. Thank you so much, BJ Bernardo. Um, and I, too, welcome the OK Beast overlords <laughs> to the kind of funny. Uh, I love storytelling in games. And, man, after seeing all these story game trailers, am I excited for what's coming? Uh, so I asked you guys... Is storytelling in games the best it's ever been? What story are you most excited to play through out of all of the upcoming games? What's your favorite storyline in games? Thanks, BJ. Mm, mm. Good question. Yeah. I think, one, yes, I think storytelling is better than it's ever been. I agree, games, too. Yeah. Especially with, like, the prevalence of, like, the indie space and, yeah, like, way absolutely. more diverse voices having access uh or ha- yeah having access to the, the ability to be able to even like just tell a story whether it is through like you know something like undertale which, yep. which is like a um uh i, I want to call it a jrpg but i know it's not really a jrpg but sure it's a it's a rpg inspired by games like earthbound right um that game has such an interesting fun quirky unique story that it tells mm-hmm. um and it's great right or you can look at something like gone home where it is like uh, a, a walking sim that is uh meant to really engross you into this environment and tell you this slow plotting story through yeah. um uh that that isn't bogged down by combat isn't bogged down by extra mechanics right they're just they're just like hey explore this house have fun learn what's going on here right like totally the ability to do that has has um allowed video game storytelling to come such a far away not to mention stuff like dating simulators and like you know doki doki literature club is, is, is a subsurface game circular like yeah you can get like really uh you can get some really unique experiences yeah. now, and and as far as like you can also get you know The Last of Us, yeah, and, and like all these AAA games on the right? AAA side, right? Like technology has come such a long way that yeah. like you can see like the facial expressions in the Last of Us Part Two trailer, yeah, like you couldn't get that right on the PS2, mm-hmm. right? You couldn't like really like feel you know what was going on in in Ellie's head, right? The way sure, that you yeah. you do in the Last of Us Part Two trailer, mm-hmm. um, and that's only because like video game technology has come a far uh, a, a far way, along with like the fact that like yeah, like a lot of people more have voices in the space, more voices, yeah. um, uh, uh, different types of ways to tell stories with different genres on stuff. Yeah. Um. So yes, I think video game story storytelling is the best it's ever been. But as far as like, uh, our favorite video game stories, Alex, favorite or upcoming. Um, well, he asked for both. Favorite, oh, both? Okay. favorite storyline. So let's talk about favorite storyline first, and then we'll get to upcoming. Uh, favorite storyline. This is tough. I, I, I'm very much. I, I, I think The Last of Us is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undertale is. You already mentioned it, but that yeah. is one of my favorite stories ever. I, mm-hmm. The characters in in that game. Yeah. Uh, and just the world that they, they've built out in such like a. It's a small package, but like it, it is just so creative, and I don't know. I, Undertale, Deltarune, all that stuff is yeah. very exciting. I'm, I'm with you. We both really love Undertale. Yeah. Uh, Life is Strange is a big one for me. I love Life is Strange and Before the Storm. Uh, I really love those stories. Uh, Last of Us, of course. I don't play, and, and I should say, like uh, I, I don't play as many. I think you play more story-driven experiences than I do. Mm-hmm. But I, I think of things like Firewatch. And I, Firewatch I love Walking Dead. Like, uh, what Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. I, I love that game. So 
Yeah. I love the Metal Gear Solid franchise. It's probably my favorite franchise if I had to like narrow down because like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 1 amazing, Metal Gear Solid 2 like crazy. Metal Gear Solid 3 is my favorite can you, one. That's can you awesome. recap the story of Metal Gear? No. <laughs> Blessing, do you want me to make you really upset right now? No, please god know, no. Do you know the only Metal Gear game that I've ever played? Which which one? Survive. Why? <laughs> Why? I know it's probably it was an IGN wow. thing. Right? Yeah, it was probably it was an IGN thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah cuz you had you had to do gameplay yeah. and stuff. Dude, Metal Gear Solid 3, so good, dude. I've only played 5. It was great. 5 is also great. Yeah. The game, like, but that's, like, more of, like, a, the gameplay there. It was, was like, a systemic uh, yeah. gameplay. The gameplay yeah, was, was really great. Cool. I like the story of Metal Gear Solid 5, too, but it's definitely, like, not the best Metal Gear Solid story. Mm. But, yeah, from beginning to end, like, and that's more so of a, thing, of a thing of, like, I think the way they present that story and, like, the, the, um, the style of it, the cinematics, mm -hmm. the, um, the cutscenes, like, all that stuff. And its presentation is awesome, but then like when you get into the details of what's happening, it's just That's so wild. anime and so wild and so <laughs> over the top. Um, which is why, like, as far as like you know the upcoming game story, I'm looking forward to. It's got to be Death Stranding for me. You know, even though like I know there's like a lot of trepidation as far as like what that game is and what it's going to be, but like I, I just really like the weirdness of Kojima. I like specifically kojima's weirdness because yeah. he is weird in very specific ways yeah where like i know like um in Gear solid 2 right in the beginning of that game um uh there are like ice cubes uh that you can find and you can like uh i forget the exact detail but if you place them in a certain place right they'll melt faster than if they were like next to like or like if you really? separate them i think they'll melt melt faster than if they're like close together yeah like that's just, cool and uh, like that's just one example of just plenty of details yeah and a lot of koji in like the metal gear solid series right and so like i like the fact that like you know from what i've seen there's monster energy drink <laughs> and training i see that and i'm like let's go yeah that's i i'm i'm, I'm into like all the weird stuff like the the bbs or whatever they're, they're called yeah the um, bridge babies the bridge babies yeah like i see that i see like the uh troy baker character when mm -hmm. he like takes off his mask and puts it in the ground and then like <laughs> pulls it up and then summons like a freaking uh wolf creature yeah that stuff speaks. It looks to me. cool. And so Death Stranding is definitely like, of course, Last of Us Part Two, um, and of course like Cyberpunk. But Death Stranding, at least in the immediate future, is the one where I'm like, I cannot wait to dive yeah. into this. Yeah. What about you? Um. Yeah. Favorites for me. Uh, I, I mentioned Last of Us, mm -hmm. Undertale, uh, Celeste last year. Ooh, yeah. Was a really great one. Um. But yeah, those yeah. are probably my picks. What about your upcoming? Though? Oh, upcoming. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, upcoming Animal Crossing. Even though that's not really like. <laughs> you don't really go to Animal Crossing for the narrative. I mean, it's like, what's Tom Nook going to be up to next? Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, probably Cyberpunk. Mm. Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. You know. Same as you, I guess. Halo Infinite? Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Sheaf was floating in space and they, and they, they wiped the fog from the glass in the last mm. trailer. That are gave, you me, for, gave me chills. Are you excited for the Modern Warfare story for the next Call of Duty? Yeah, you know, going into, um, before this last week, before we saw the trailer at State of, or at, yeah, State of Play. Yeah. I, I was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I, I like Captain Price as a character. Uh, Modern Warfare One's one of my favorite games, uh, so I'm excited to see what they do next uh, with that with that set of characters. Mm -hmm. And then after watching the trailer, I, I was kind of blown away, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I, I am very excited for that. Yeah. Now. Like I'm not like in, I've, I've never really been in love with any of the Call of Duty campaigns, but watching that trailer, I was like. Yeah, this yeah. one, this, this might be the one. Yeah. Uh, Borson zero zero writes in and says, "Good morning, Blessing Alex. Logitech buying Streamlabs seems like a big deal, but is it? Corsair bought Elgato last year, but besides a few things, there is uh, there is still known as 
Boys, and I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to tell me right here, man. Few, besides a few things, there, there, it's still known as Elgato, and people recognize it is still known as Elgato. Is what I think he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people recognize the Elgato brand. Is Logitech just acquiring Streamlabs just to have some streaming stuff in their library? Um, as I think everyone starting streaming or streaming now has a Logitech cam or two. Thanks for everything you have done this week. Blessing, and uh, you have been amazing. Thank you so much, boys and uh, zero zero. Um, but yeah, Streamlabs is buying Logitech. I didn't include that in the news rundown because I feel like uh, I didn't know if people would be really passionate about that news story. Yeah, but. I, I'm particularly not. Uh, that's just me. Like, yeah, I, I think I think you know, seeing these big companies uh, come together to make to make form partnerships to make things easier for uh, streaming and yeah. just playing game. That's that's all cool and all. I, yeah, I'm not like super passionate about it. Like, but yeah, it, and I think this makes sense, right? Logitech and Streamlabs because like, yeah, I. I believe I have a Logitech webcam. Um, I have a Logitech mouse. Yeah, and like you know, I own Logitech products. Like I know, is it Elgato that did? Um, they have they have like the green screen. Oh yeah, Elgato makes some buy. cool stuff. Yeah, yeah like they make really cool hardware and stuff. And so I think like you know, a partnership, especially seeing like the growth of streaming and all this stuff, right? Like a partnership makes sense so that you can have those things of like, oh yeah, Streamlabs integration with you know your webcam somehow <laughs> yeah. i don't know man maybe they can make a special streaming webcam i, th I think it's also nice like uh elgato does, makes great products i think a competition is also nice um yeah you know to make things maybe more affordable uh if possible but yes having streamlabs get in the space uh and it or as far as like hardware goes and logitech into the software side mm -hmm. it's cool to see them merge together for sure last question comes from frank furter uh, they write in and say, good morning, Blessing and Alex. Uh, Mortal Kombat is getting a raid mode. I'm just as bewildered as you probably are, <laughs> but I'm excited to, the, uh, to hear about it, especially after getting the news that there is no Last of Us 2 multiplayer. Yet, in that, in, in that Call of Duty is, is locking, um, locking a mode out uh, for other platforms. I'm not a fighting game person, but I love hearing that a game is trying something new and letting people play it for free. Uh, is mm. there a game... Uh, type slash mode you'd like to see put into your favorite game if so what uh thanks for all you do frank further now i i really like mortal kombat 11 yeah i i saw the news of a raid mode what, it, what were your first impressions whatever <laughs> <laughs> i and i don't know the details maybe if i read the details i might be like oh sure, sure. let's go but it's I, kind of a weird thing like three player raid like that's what is yeah three player I, raid mode i imagine what it'll be it'll, it'll probably in the details are probably already out there, so I'm probably yeah. just like speculating for nothing. Sure, sure. Um, but I imagine it's probably like one of the towers. You and two friends are like competing in the towers at the same time and contributing to like an overall like score or whatever to try and like finish a tower. Or maybe like you're doing the same challenges. Maybe all you guys have to finish the challenges at the same time or something. Like, I wonder if that like as as a as a fighting, I I, I am awful at fighting games. Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder if it's something that like I could team up with you. You run me through this done, and like we run through this tower together, or mm -hmm. whatever. And maybe you like teach me some. Like it's almost like you yeah, know, like you can maybe teach your friends or because like I remember I don't. I'm did, sure that's not the intention. Yeah, but maybe it could be a way that because we did the uh, the Destiny uh, two raid together, like the first one, right? Yeah, Callus Dungeon or whatever. Yep. Um, and we did that, and you know, I had people like you, right, who were like who are shooting. Uh, what's what's the word? Savants. <laughs> What's the word like sure, you know sure. you're, shooting, you're shooting game experts right okay, okay you know you know what you're doing when it comes to like a raid in destiny 2 listen yeah i know my way around a gun yeah like i had like you rihanna <laughs> numer and you guys like yeah. all are like better at destiny 2 than <laughs> sure, i am sure 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 right and so like you guys were able to like, kind of pull me through in that way mm -hmm. um and it was a great experience for me as somebody who wasn't like too hard hardcore into destiny 2 yeah yet. yeah and so like it maybe it could be one of those things i doubt it might be it's that, probably that's but... probably not the intention but you know you never know 
But, um, you know, as far as Frank's question here, right? Like, um, uh, I'm not like, a fighting game person. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying what to. What modes would we want added to some of our, game, our yeah. games? Yeah. I would like to see a multiplayer mode added to Last of Us 2. <laughs> but. Um, Man, I'm still thinking about the Apex news. I'm trying not to talk about <laughs> Apex all the time. I've been wanting duos for a while on that. Um, oh, I'm, yeah. I've been trying to think. I play a lot of, like, multiplayer games, and so I'm kind of. I don't really have, like, crazy, uh, crazy modes to add, but. I'm trying to think of like a game that I've been playing. Control. Um, I don't know, like a, a score attack. I don't know. I feel like you have like so many different powers in that game. It'd be yeah. cool to like have some sort of and honestly, like I, I speed run or test you know, that you could do. You know, one of my one of my uh, my new issues with Control was like how much they tried to gamify it as far as like all these mm. like the mod system and the upgrade systems and like the um like a lot. At, at certain points, it could feel kind of like okay, you guys are just throwing enemies at me, just throw enemies at me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I. For control, I I think it'd be awesome if they were like, okay, we're gonna scale back that stuff in the main story and make and this more about the experience, mode. and then in a separate mode, we're gonna make it all about the gameplay experience. Since like, because it act- feels awesome, because it feels awesome to play, yeah, it does. right. But I, I feel like you know, for control, as far as like some of the single player stuff goes, right? Like I feel like, you know, the way that um, at certain points it could just feel like a monster closet sort sure, of sort sure. of deal over and over over again. Like that could have definitely like helped if they just did a separate horde mode for people who wanted to just like have fun and, and do that yeah now it's time to squad up um let's see barry where do, where do people write in if they want to squ- squad up i don't know if i've been doing that <laughs> at all this week uh you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games at the bronze tier to put in your squad ups for kind of funny games daily Awesome. There you go. Um, Riley wrote in with a squad up and says, what's up, kind of funny crew? So this Monday, the first expansion for Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3 comes out, uh, and I've been grinding up my characters as I wait for that sweet, sweet Marvel Knights action. There are still some Infinity Rifts I can't three-star because of the AI, so if you'd like to team up and create your own alliance, then hit me up. I'm usually online uh, in the afternoon and also around uh, 10 p.m. Mountain Time, um, but this shout weekend, out to Mountain Time. yeah, shout out to Mountain Time. That's where <laughs> Alex is at. Uh, but this weekend, I'll be online consistently during both the days and nights. Thanks so much, and hopefully, I'll see you in the game. Um, they give the their switch code, which will be in the YouTube comment or not comment YouTube description. Um, but it reads SW dash seven two six nine dash zero three two nine dash four two zero six. Nintendo, Yo, you gotta, you Nintendo, gotta, come on! But also, shout out—they got a '69 and a '420 in there. You know Wait, do saying? they really? They yeah, do they have do. both those. In- wow. Whoa, what a pull! You're lucky, man. Congrats, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for kind of funny doc- <laughs> or now it's time for you're wrong. Um, let's see here. Okay, today's the 27th. Man, this doc is interesting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Debish420 uh, writes in and says, Blessing said Alex was from OK Beast, but we all know he's really from Pixel Pulse Radio. Hashtag never forget. Dang, that, wow. is, that is a pull right there. Throwback. What a deep throwback. Cut. Before Alex was part of OK Beast, Alex uh, did Pixel Pulse Radio with um, Brain and Wilson, um, but then OK Beast acquired them. We and merged. We them. merged. We yeah, we did merge. It was an equal <laughs> thing, but wow. you know, we all know the truth. Great correction. Um, let's see here. Uh, the nanobiologist says EA and Respawn have already confirmed that there will be no microtransactions or loot boxes in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, let's see here. People are telling me about the Apex Legends thing, which we've already covered. Um, the nanobiologist writes in and says, uh, Sekiro, Sekiro Twitter is hitting at a new Sekiro announcement, which will probably be DLC, and they'll probably talk about that mm. on the next games daily. Yeah. That's cool. 
Um, man, there's a lot here, and people are just saying things. Nanobiologist is passionate about you wrong, man. I dig it. But I mean, they do a I great job, it. so. Cameron, Haw- Cameron Hawkins says, Blessing said EA should put NBA Street on Switch, and I want to clarify that it should specifically put NBA Street Volume 2 Remaster. I agree. That's not a you're wrong, but I agree. But yeah. Um, we'll right. wrap up there. Um, Alex, Sounds good. Ben Aiken, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, boss. Um, You've done a great job. Greg Miller, thank you so much for having us here. Blessing. Yes. And obviously Alex, too. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Alex, whatever. But blessing, yeah. I mean, more importantly, thank you so much for doing this whole week. We didn't think it was uh, right to not thank you on your final <laughs> episode. Usually, you know, we're, one of us is on for your final thing. But it's been, for me personally, you know, with what we're trying to accomplish here and what I want our future to be, it's been a dream come true to see you come in here and succeed and crush it and be mm-hmm. awesome on all these shows and have all these great guests and be yeah. phenomenal and go on GameSpot. And I'm very sick of being included on tweets from people <laughs> that I know saying how great you are and getting text messages about how amazing you are. But you came in here and absolutely crushed it this week. So thank, thank you so you. much. You did. I appreciate it, guys. Um, I still got a screencast, but like, let's be honest. Who listens to screencast? Damn. Oh, oh, Dang. <laughs> yeah. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.